Live launching or evergreen launching? Which one is easiest? How do you do them? What do they require? And ultimately, which is right for you? In this week's episode, I'm going to explore each type of quote-unquote launch, their pros and cons, and my personal opinion on which you should be utilizing. You're listening to episode 123 of the Chasing Simple podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Sorry to interrupt your listening, but I had to take a second and tell you something fun. In the spirit of keeping things simple, I don't create a pile of resources for you, and it's been a while since I've created anything new, but the counter can now be reset because I've got something brand new and really exciting that I want to make sure that you know about, a guide to emailing your waitlist during your launch. Inside, I outline the eight emails that I send to my waitlist every single launch in order to build hype before the launch begins and create momentum from the start. You can get your hands on this free resource by heading over to amandawarfield.com slash waitlist dash emails. Again, that's amandawarfield.com slash waitlist dash emails. And of course, you can find that link in the show notes as well. And now I will let you get back to this week's episode. Live launching. Live launching is what most of us tend to think launching is. When we think a launch or course launch, we're thinking live launching. It's where you have doors open and doors close. You have a ton of hype around the launch and your stories on Instagram are all about the launch. You know, maybe you've got some way to take down names for all of your students and you're celebrating each sale that comes in on your lives. You're going live. You're doing some sort of visibility booster, whether it's a webinar or a Facebook group challenge or a pop-up podcast, all of these things where you are literally staying as active and as visible as possible. You're literally going live as much as possible in order to make sales for your course. Now there are pros and there are cons to live launching. Pros, you have the satisfaction of seeing a large group of sales roll in. You get that adrenaline boost, right? 
you also have a large revenue bump in your year. You know, when you're looking at your year as a whole and how much revenue you brought in each month, launch months are always or typically going to have a large bump in sales, which is great if you need to boost your cash flow a little bit. They create really easy urgency because you have doors open and then they close. And once the doors close, well, your people aren't able to get back in until the next live launch. They also create adrenaline and excitement and they majorly boost the visibility for your business because you're showing up more often. People are interacting with more of your stuff, which means your content's being pushed in front of new people. People are sharing about you and what you're doing. If you've aligned really well with getting in front of new audiences, you're doing that during your launch, you have a ton of visibility for your business, which not only is really important for your current launch, but is also preparing for your next launch. So with each launch that you do, you're not only trying to get visible in order to bring in more sales now, but you're also trying to get visible and utilizing that visibility to bring in more sales for the next time that you launch. Because a lot of times when someone first finds you, they're not going to buy during that launch unless you have just spoken directly to their soul. But that brings in a new group of followers and a new audience that you can then bring through that customer journey to convert into sales the next time you launch. Live launches also have higher conversion rates. And they are a great way to test out your messaging. There is nothing I love more during a live launch than putting up a question box on Instagram and seeing what kind of questions come in. Because this is a great way for me to know how my messaging is sticking, whether or not it is, where there might be some pain points that I need to focus further on. It's a really great way to test out your messaging. But it's also a great way to test your messaging in and of the sense that you are likely sending your launch emails to a large number of people at the same time time. So you have a full launch list of however many people and you're sending all of those emails to them at exactly the same time. So you can really test your conversion rates. And with each subsequent launch, you can test, okay, does this email work better or does this email work better? And you can do a lot of A-B testing as you continuously launch things. Another great perk, a great pro of live launching is that there's not a need for a ton of technology because Most of it is just you showing up live on things. You can really utilize your content. You can really utilize free tools out there. You don't have a ton of need for technology. But there are definitely cons to live launching. A lot of people don't like live launching because it is mentally and emotionally draining. In episode two of my upcoming pop-up podcast, course launch prep simplified which i'll tell you about in just a minute in episode two i talk extensively about how i protect my energy and my mental health during the launch because it can be really really mentally and emotionally draining to be live launching it's also really time consuming not only do you need to prepare months and months and months out for the launch and not not only are you in pre-launch for eight to twelve weeks but for two maybe a little longer than that week straight, you are putting aside everything in your business for those two weeks to only focus on that launch. And then there's also that need to be on, right? For those of us that are introverts, that is really difficult. And a lot of introverts say, no, thank you. Live launching is not for me. And also there's just this 
need to be able to put everything else aside, like I said, to really focus on the launch. That can be hard, not only with the business, not only is it time consuming in the business, but it also can be hard on your relationships. When I'm in launch mode, Russell and I have to be really, really intentional about how we're spending time together. And frankly, our quality time takes a dip because I'm exhausted. My friendships, probably not, I'm probably not seeing friends during those weeks leading up to the launch. I think it's great. It's a really great emotional mental health management tool to see friends during your launch week. But leading up to it, you're going to be busy and that can be really hard too. I'm sure moms have a really difficult time with that, with just like being so exhausted leading into a launch and when they have to take care of their kids at the end of the day. On the other hand, you've got evergreen quote unquote launching. It's not really a launch because by the name, like launching is like a rocket ship, right? When a rocket ship blasts off, that's a launch. And that's kind of the idea of a live launch is that you are getting this giant blast of energy and visibility. And so an evergreen launch isn't really a launch, but I think people call it that sometimes because they compare it to live launching. I'm going to tell you right now, I have not mastered the evergreen launch. I think I'm close, but I'm not quite ready to teach on that yet. So if you want to learn really specifically about how to do evergreen sales and launches in your business, I really recommend that you check out Destiny Cop and Gemma Bonham Carter, both of which are incredible educators that you can start learning from inside of Chase and Simple the Summit. Head to amandawarfield.com slash summit and you can get free access to the summit and they both have really great presentations in there. But they are, they are experts in evergreen sales and evergreen launching, and I am not. So I'm not going to teach on how just yet. I'm, I think I've almost cracked it, but I'm not quite there. But evergreen is essentially where you have automations and funnels set up in the back end that sell for you. Here's my take on it. And again, I haven't quite nailed it, nailed it yet, but I'm getting close. But basically when someone comes in, whether from a freebie or self-liquidating offer, they come in and you send them a series of emails that nurtures them. And once you've nurtured them, then you send them to a sales sequence. This sales sequence in an ideal world is meant to convert these people to students or into whatever your offer is without you having to do a launch. Again, I haven't nailed down the exact house of how to get things to convert as well as I would like to, but that's the idea of what evergreen sales are. All you have to do is market the freebie. And then once you have the funnel set up, they go through that funnel and they get the freebie and they do the freebie work and they get nurtured and then you sell to them and then a percentage will convert into sales. That's the idea behind it. The pros it is so much more automated. Once you get it set up, it is set, it is automated, and obviously like anything in business, you're going to continue to tweak it, try to improve it, but it's set up and it's selling for you. Another pro is that you have sales all year round. You're not having that one big cash injection whenever you launch a couple of times a year, but you're having more consistent sales throughout the year. As long as you're bringing in new leads to the top of your funnel to your freebie. There's also not really a need for additional marketing efforts. And in fact, it kind of simplifies your marketing efforts because your focus outwardly is just your freebie. And again, it brings in that recurring kind of consistent-ish revenue. The cons though. I have found it, like I said, very tricky to get it 
right. I have been trying to evergreen club content batching for I think two years now. No, that's a lie. For one year now. But that's a long time of trying and getting it wrong and trying something else and getting it wrong. I've been trying to evergreen it for a full year now, a little over a year at this point. It's really tricky to get right. And it requires a lot more technology. If you are someone that's not great at tech, there's a ton. And this is something you could outsource. You could totally outsource to someone who builds funnels and sales funnels and things like that as their job. But there is a lot of technology involved, particularly if you want urgency and scarcity involved. Because what we don't want to do is tell someone, this price or this bonus is only available for this many days. And then after that's up, they can still get into that price. We do not want that. That's gross. That's scammy. That's bro marketing. We have no interest in doing that. So if you want true urgency where here's this price for a limited time and then truly based off of their IP address, your technology locks them out from that page and redirects them to your regular page, they're truly not able to get back to that price. So it is a real urgency and scarcity offer involved. You've got to have technology for that if you want it to be automated, which you do because you cannot sit there and do that yourself for every single person that comes in, which is where the perk of open and closed doors comes in, right? And then another con is the lower conversion rates. Live launching is going to convert so much better than evergreen launching will just by the nature of it because You've got the scarcity and urgency really involved with all of your content marketing. You've got other people talking about it. There's more social proof. Live launches are going to convert better. There are lower conversion rates for evergreen launching, which if you have a consistent flow of new people coming into your business, not a huge deal. But if you have a smaller business, could be an issue. So which is best? Here's the thing. I don't think one is better than the other, and I actually think that you should use them in conjunction with each other. And I think a lot of people out there, because they're selling how to do one or the other, they tend to kind of put the other one down and talk up the cons of the one they're not selling, and they talk up the pros of the ones they are teaching about. And that's just kind of the nature of marketing. But I think it's really important that you utilize these together. I think you need both, especially if you are newer, if you have a newer course, if you have a newer business, a smaller business, live launching is going to be a great place for you. If you're already a really experienced business owner and you have great cash flow and you're able to outsource some things and get help from experts, evergreen launching is going to be really great. Here's what I've done and what my suggestion would be. Start with live launching. Get the hang of live launching. Live launch a couple times a year. Live launch and live teach. You've heard this soapbox from me a few times, I'm sure. Live launch and live teach your course three times would be my goal. With each live launch, improve your messaging. Focus on, you know, getting your conversions as high as you can, particularly with your email newsletters. Then work on the back end of everything as you're figuring out the course and as you're getting it set up. Then you're gonna start working on the evergreen launch. And you're gonna start setting up those funnels in the back end and you're gonna start trying to figure that out. 
as you're working on the evergreen stuff and you're taking the emails that you have been tweaking and putting those in and figuring out the technology and all of that, continue to occasionally live launch. Live launch with extra with an extra discount. And as you're tweaking all of those things, keep live launching until you figure out the evergreen side of things. So a couple times a year still, as you've got the evergreen stuff going in the background and you're trying to figure all of that out, live launch again without the doors open and doors close and instead use a special time discount for this launch week or special bonuses for this launch week. And so you don't have the stereotypical, once doors are closed, you can't get back in until they open again because since it's evergreen, they'll always be able to get back in but you can have limited time offers during your launch week. And that way, as you're trying to figure out the evergreen stuff, because again, conversions are lower and it does take some time to figure out, you're able to still get that cash injection as needed. And honestly, as you continue to do evergreen, you may just want to live launch once or twice a year anyways, because you like it. That's definitely where I'm at, where it's like, I just really enjoy live launches. They're fun. I like the adrenaline. I enjoy connecting better with my audience and my students and so on and so forth. But that would be my suggestion. Start with live launching and live teaching. And then once you have the curriculum nailed down 100%, move into the evergreen, but keep live launching until you feel ready to let the evergreen live on its own. Now your action step for this week, I mentioned this briefly earlier, but I want to encourage you to go sign up for my free pop-up podcast, Course Launch Prep Simplified. It's a three-episode series created to help entrepreneurs prepare themselves to launch a course. I'm going to cover what you need to launch a course and what you don't, the five phases of a course launch, and creating your launch messaging. Episode one drops on September 7th, but you can go ahead and sign up and tune into the introductory episode by heading to amandawarfield.com slash launch dash podcast. Again, that's amandawarfield.com slash launch dash podcast podcast. And the link of that will be in the show notes if you just want to head there and get it easier. Now this week's book recommendation is Hang the Mood by Alexandria Belfler. And Count Your Lucky Stars by her as well. So this may be the first time that I've ever rated a sequel higher than an original. I almost always love a first book, read the second, think it's meh, read the third, love a third. Usually a second is just not as good. It just doesn't live up to the first one for whatever reason. But in this scenario, I only gave the first one in the series three stars, and I wasn't even going to mention it to you because if you listened to last week's episode where I kind of talked about how I determine which books to share with y'all, I wasn't going to mention it because it was only three stars. And while you could probably skip the first book and just read two and three, if you're a completionist like me, it's called Written in the Stars. And honestly, it's worth a read. It's just the second and third one are so much better. But all of them are written within the same friend group. And they're all your typical rom-com novels. Book run focuses on the relationship between Darcy and Elle. Book two, which is Hang the Moon, is written about Darcy's brother and her best friend, Annie. And then book three is written around Elle's former roommate, Margot, and her childhood best friend, Olivia. So they're all rom-coms. They're all really similar in trajectory. Like, we all know what those are going to be. And they're just very stereotypical, but they are really good and worth a read. And I really love the second and the third one. So highly recommend that you go check those out. And until next time, my friend, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. 
Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.